0: Hello and welcome to the stateside soccer show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me is a guy who is banned from our press media day, Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan?
1: Yeah, it's really, it really is a shame. I I shouldn't have written uh, the things, the awful things I had to say about you on Twitter, Jordan um, fan base. I do apologize for anything that might have been said that was offensive. Um, All I wrote was that you want to pro and relic. This, pro, this promotion and relegation stuff this summer just has been – or winter has just been <laughs>
0: – It's because you're already putting this at summer. Jeez, yeah, I am. Yeah. Slow time down a bit. Right. I don't want to turn 32 yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but this thing has caused problems, Jordan. This thing is just absolutely shaking the MLS and the American world. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're not knowing what we're referring to there, the athletic reporters – uh, Jeff Reuter and Pablo Maurer were actually banned from the inner Miami media day due to a and a that they uh, completed with Phil Neville, where Phil Neville said he would like pro rel and kind of criticized the league for not having playoffs ready, which are understandable to be upset about. And it wasn't even them that said it, it was the coach. So kind of odd to ban the media members.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's been going around Twitter, too, just the, the fact that uh, they did get banned and, and they're the Athletic. Like, it's not like it's just, you know, Jordan and I going in to cover the team. Like, this is a really big publication that's put out online. The Athletic is massive. So just the fact that there are, you know, that are there are clubs, and we talked about this with Todd, that, you know, there's clubs out there just, I mean, it seems like they're just seeking out people that go against what they believe in as a club or like they disagree with things that they've done as a club. And some of these teams have gone a little sensitive on that side and said, well, you can't say that about us. Um, So it it really does seem like, you know, that these clubs um, really do have an issue with anybody kind of going against uh, what they've done, uh, what they're doing uh, as part of the off season, what they're doing as part of the season is concerned. So anything that you say against, Maybe this club or a kit or anything like it. Just it sucks because, like, as a person covering the league, I should be able to speak honestly about what I see and what I observe, and that's what's made uh, sports media so great. It's not to just fluff pieces and all these things that are just so nice about all these teams, so that people get an understanding of what's actually
0: going on. Yeah, that's kind of an issue, right? Is that uh, we are. It sets a bad precedent, and it depends on who who did it. Was it Miami? Was it the league? It sounds like Miami. They've already been in trouble with things like the DPs and stuff. If I'm the league, I have to step in, right? I guess each each club does have their own way to do that stuff, but it's also, all right, look. We're lucky to even be covered by the athletic, right? We're we're lucky to even have like Pablo Maurer and Jeff Reuter covering this league, right? They do great work. And it looks bad to all the other reporters. Um, not you know, you and I have not yet been credentialed, but the the fact that they are able to do that to the athletic makes me worried, you know. Uh, for, for our chances, <laughs> we've been railing on the playoff format getting revealed and it's been revealed. So we're going to talk that before we jump in to our other predictions. Here's a nice little handy graphic I made for you. This is also reported by Pablo Maurer and Jeff Reuter as well. The playoff format, 18 teams will qualify. So we were right. Nine teams from each conference. The wild card round is the eight and nine seeds facing off in a one game play in. The first round is the one seed facing the wild card winner, the two versus the seven, the three versus the six, the four versus the five in a best of three matchup. We were talking about the possibility of a best of three matchup, and uh, this is the way I wanted it to be where there's no draws. You must win both games to move on, two out of three. The top seed is going to host games one and three and the conference semis and finals are one game playoffs with the higher seed hosting, just like they always were, uh, beforehand. I also got the dates for these, by the way, um, the, and it's got a little bit of a kink in it. So get ready for more weird playoff stuff. The, the wild card matchups are on the 25th and 26th, so you'd have one of those on each day. Round one, best of three, is going to stretch from the 28th of October, happy birthday, my cousin Brandon, on that day, to November 12th, All right, That's a, a big chunk of time. But of course, there's a lot of games, too, right? Three, two to three games, at least two games for a one versus a eight or nine, a two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. That's four games per conference. So eight games times two for the possibility of two to three games for it. So you're looking at 16 to 24. If I did my math right, which I'm not great at between that period, then the conference semis and the conference finals are going to be played between November 25th and December 3rd. So we have a two week break in November. I'm assuming that's the November FIFA window. Uh, is is my thoughts there. And then uh, the final is played on December 9th. What are your thoughts, Logan, on the format, on any of the dates, anything that we just uh, mentioned there?
1: First and foremost, I'd like to go after MLS. By uh, <clears throat> You can't be a serious league uh, in the world uh, just releasing your MLS format, your playoff format, um, this late into the game. It just, I, and Jim Curtin's talked about it, uh, at length, Gary, or uh, Phil Neville, I about to say Gary Neville, Gary Neville was, noticed it from England, no. But uh, Phil Neville has talked about it. Uh, all the writers talk about it. Even the guys from Extra Time are like, yo, like, why did this take so long? What, you know, what was the deal? Why is this something that, you know, why are we letting nine teams into the playoffs? Like, I, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, I think part of it's good, part of it's bad. Like, I I do like the fact that, you know, the, the eight and ninth uh, seeds will face off against each other, so it kind of eliminates that idea where you're letting more teams in. It's just one more game that'll be played.
0: So the wild it's card playing, league... yeah, much. It's like yeah. the NBA playing,
1: right? So it's really just letting in another team into the actual playoffs, in my opinion. Just because the eighth and the ninth seed they're probably not going to advance anyway. So it's just kind of that game that they're just going to place in here as a placeholder so that the one doesn't have to, I do like no that. Buy. The one, yeah. The one's not going to get a buy. And, and that's actually probably good because there's been complaints in the past where the one seeds get bounced because they're not used to playing. And, and there's always been that. And now they have
0: three games right. to play before they move on. So that no right. rust.
1: Yeah. So there's been that, um, I really enjoyed that idea. Um, but then there's the part where I don't really like the idea of having to watch the one play, the eight, three, you know, three matches, if it goes to that, like that doesn't seem like a lot of fun. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn in between that first round, but then after that, everything's pretty much normal. So, uh, I, I am interested to kind of see how these three games impact the playoffs going forward, because I can't imagine that these guys will be fresh, uh, once it hits that second or third game in this three game series or whatever it ends up being, if they have to play three, I imagine that this is going to be taking a toll on a lot of players. And there's a well, reason why soccer is so two spread week. out.
0: Well, they'll have the two week break, too. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that right. Now. Yeah, that's right. So, again, I don't think that's a competitive reason. I think it's the FIFA window. So I don't know how that would work without right. the window. That. Yeah. Um, that's my thoughts on it. So what here's what i do like about it i like that it's not what it was before five points right because then people are going to play for draws i saw somebody say on our post about this that it's going to that all three of these games are going to finish goalless i don't think that's a possibility because i think i mean it's obviously it's soccer it's a possibility what i'm saying though is i think the teams are going to go for it you have to win and if you're not good at penalties or whatever, you're gonna have to win it in normal time and get the you know, move on and say, All right, we did it. Like we we were able to win the two games we needed to win. I think this limits the possibilities of a one seed getting bounced. So you're replacing the bye with an easy eight-seed, hopefully. That you're able to win, you get three chances. If you lose that first game, you have chances to win two more before you're out of the playoffs. I think this is very forgiving for the top seeds. Um and a little harder for the for the bottom seeds. But I think that's ultimately good in the sense of it keeps the teams playing. They're not having this huge layoff due to a bye and that they're also able to you know, they're facing an easier opponent and they have three chances. They have three games to win two and if they don't at that point that's their fault like i'm sorry if a one seed gets bounced out i'm not going to hear anybody bitch about this this playoff format because if you lose the first game go win the two others you're going to host two games if you if it comes to three games you're hosting two of them i don't want to hear it if you get bounced out by an 8 seed or a 9 seed you know there's no like You just weren't good then that year, you know, uh, you, you were maybe good at one point to finish first, but you weren't hot at the time when the playoffs started and you got bounced out. Like at least last year, if a one got bounced out early, you're like, okay, it's a one game playoff, like whatever, but man, you got to make sure that you, If you're a one seed, you beat the eight and the nine, or else you are a laughing stock, I would say. Especially if the nine seeds like Chicago. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Again, that's like the sixth episode. I had to yeah I had to do it to fit that in, yeah.
1: Well, I mean I, I I just I don't know. I I, I like that there's gonna be more games, I will say that. I, I think there's probably gonna be games every other day, every day. Like was <laughs> went by really fast, didn't it, isn't it right? last year? Yes. Well that's the thing. Like if you're playing single elimination, they're usually played on the same day, Saturday, maybe a game Sunday, like all of them Saturday, one Sunday, like for prime time. And then it's like, I mean, within two or three weeks, man, we're looking at uh the finals and we're looking at, you know, uh, the conclusion of an MLS season that has been a marathon right? Because it is a marathon. It's not a sprint, especially with all these new games coming in. I mean, Jordan, we're really, we're getting to the point now where we're February to December. Like, that is that is massive. Like, that is a huge calendar. Um, And they're looking, like, there has been talks where they they want to add a preseason tournament to make, you know, that, uh, I think, better for Apple. To, I know there's been talks like, could they have a preseason tournament that they could put on TV because people want to see their teams? And I, I know a lot of us would be on board with that just because we'd like to see kind of like a spring training where we have the opportunity to see some of our young guys play, some of our guys get ready that are newcomers. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's getting to the point. I, I mean, I love it as a, as a fan, but I, I know it'll be exhausting as a player.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only good side, right, is that they take the month off for League's Cup and some teams are going to get bounced out.
1: That's true. After two nope. games.
0: So you're going to have some time to, to rest. I would think. Right. Um, it, now, not if you're the team that wins it, not if you're the team that keeps on moving on. But if you're like Chicago, right, you're getting bounced out of that early <laughs> and moving on.
1: Well, we don't have any Chicago fans, Jordan, so that's fine.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they think of, uh, of the rest of the show. Okay, uh, today they also had like a media day where they showed the Apple studio that they're going to be doing the whip around show on. And it looks pretty nice. Uh, Let me see if I can find it real quick to like share. On the. um, Share it for the video.
1: I believe if you go to Drake Hills Twitter, Drake had a picture and I'm not sure if he was there. Or if he had reposted somebody that was there, but I know he was there. I think Pablo was actually there today too. Um, but yeah, no. If you if you guys haven't seen it, they also did like a, a kind of like a, a little tease of what the pregame show is going to look like uh, with MLS before the Orlando game, and it was beautiful. Oh,
0: look at that! That looks so good. Yeah, that looks so good. Yeah, it does look good. It's a you know what this is a huge step up from the Fox Studio, <laughs> which is like three chairs and a table. With like, people like working in the background. Like I, d- I don't know what the Fox one was. The Fox one was awful.
1: Uh, in better Here's
0: like some you know. This was yeah. Don Garber talking and stuff.
1: Yeah. Way better than too the backdrop of like where migrant workers were killed in Qatar. Yeah. Right. So
0: ESPN FC, which shoot, is like yeah,
1: I think it's an done awful over Zoom. setup.
0: <laughs> well. Yeah. So, so that's good. Uh, And there Don Garber did say that they uh, are looking to announce the 30th team by the year's end with Las Vegas and San Diego, the front runners. Garber does say that MLS can go beyond 30. Any name check, Detroit, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Tampa. If they go back to Tampa, it would be just like Miami where they add a club that was already dissolved previously at that city. Um I think you can, you know, uh, soccer is a sport where the talent is not going to really dilute itself too much because you can go grab from everywhere else compared to like baseball or football, where right. the, the talent yeah. is coming from the college system or a high school system. So I think it's fine to go above, to go above 30 teams, you know, NFL's at 32 I could totally see 32, 36, something like that in MLS. Especially cuz we don't have a balanced schedule, there's no need for there to be one. You can still, I'm sure, divide a 34 game season into you know, where you're where you're playing everybody in your conference twice and that's it. You know, something like that. So That's cool. I kind of hope San Diego gets it. I'm tired of Las Vegas getting all the special treatment now. Las Vegas is getting a team in every damn sport. I I can't stand it.
1: Yeah, I, I, and San Diego's beautiful. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. I would imagine nicer than Vegas, Las Vegas. Dude. <laughs> I was gonna say it'd be up a hundred degrees. It'd be like playing in Arizona during the summer. I couldn't imagine playing. It'd have to be indoor. Yeah, like there's I'm sure no they'd have way dome. Um, but yeah, I, I San Diego, uh, and I've heard that San Diego is like one of the best cities as far as viewership when it comes to uh, United States soccer. So I think that's a, a a match made in heaven. I know Sacramento keeps getting uh, shoved off, but I, I just. I think San Diego is prime for for the thirtieth team. I think that'd be interesting. I think Indianapolis would too. If Indy Eleven is going to build that stadium, they built that's going to be a billion dollars or something crazy. I think Indy uh, deserves a good look because I think it's a it's a hub for soccer as well. Let
0: me let me throw out a wild idea here. Baltimore. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me throw that one out for you. Is that a city? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you wouldn't know it because they don't have a damn team. But in any league, except yeah, in any league. I mean. Jordan, you
1: can move to Orlando like you've Mm-mm. lived here before.
0: No, <laughs> too hot. Buy some purple stuff. Uh, Apple, uh, what I say? Apple re-ups the Adidas deal. Sorry, MLS re-ups their Adidas deal. It includes MLS Next and MLS Next Pro. And the CNBC interview said it was through 2030 for $830 million, by the way. But a lot of, and that's something that Paul Tenorio retweeted, a lot of other places said an indeterminate amount of time and an indeterminate amount of money so uh i'm I'm gonna just go off the figures we got there and if it's through 2030 that's seven more years for 830 million that's pretty darn good and app you know mls is starting to maybe roll in the in the money a bit now
1: can i just say too that like with adidas i I think our our adidas um (laughs) they're they're spin on the jerseys this year i'm actually glad they did this like i like while we don't, that's like why some, they did it. Yeah, I'm sure. Right, like they get their deal. Yes, like while we don't like some Jordan, there are ones that I think it will personally become some of my favorite kits that they ever do uh for MLS, just because they took a chance, they got a little wild, and usually uh, from everything I had heard, because I've, I've not covered the league long enough to remember much of the template kits, but they said that the white template kits were just uh, they were awful from Adidas. It was just like, or maybe it was not was it an Adidas or Nike. That was. It was, Adidas. it was Adidas. Okay. Adidas
0: has been it the whole yeah. time, I think.
1: Okay, but they said that those were just so... Ugh. If
0: I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think Adidas did it the whole time. I'll, I'll have to double-check that. Uh, certainly since I've been paying attention. Uh, in 2007. It's been Adidas, at least. That's 11 years in MLS. Oh my god, I'm getting old. <laughs> This league is so big now. Like it's crazy to think that even like when I was looking at, you know, when we were doing our previews and I'm looking at the RSL stuff and we got to the point where there's six teams in the Western conference. And I was like, I remember this though. (laughs) Like that's crazy. And now we're at 15 and 14 in each conference. Wow. Uh, that's all the catch up news that we have to give you before we do our previews. So Logan, how do we want to start off the previews?
1: Let's talk Chicago. F- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <later. laughs> all right. Uh, no, I think how I envision this going, Jordan, we kind of go through each team brush up against each team and then kind of give our, our last final, like, here we go. We're heading into the season and we're going to be wrong about 99% of this stuff. But I think it'd be more fun to kind of go through the headlines first, kind of talk about some of the things that we're concerned about, you know, big questions that we have, things that we want to see from each of the teams, kind of our final expectations, kind of thing. Um, maybe some final thoughts on why we think that you know these teams are kind of kind of fall where they do, but try to avoid as much of the spoilers as we can. So let's just do it that way. We'll start with Atlanta United. Jordan, the first headline that I have here, or first question mark? Uh, so we'll do headline or question um for each of the teams so the the atlanta headline is a headline and it says this is the logger way um yes as in this is the way uh for the mandalorian getting ready to drop when we're we're not getting sponsored by disney or the mandalorian but march 1st over on disney plus you can watch the mandalorian um, but yeah jordan logger way this is the logger way is, is what the headline is going to be and i'll kind of pass it to you jordan how big is this signing you know i know you've uh harped on it a ton but just kind of give us one last thought on on what you really think about this signing
0: if you're just listening to this one and you've skipped the Atlanta episode, I went back and looked at how quickly he was able to get RSL turned around and how quick he was able to get Sounders turned around. Uh, he won MLS Cup for both those teams within two years of being in charge. So for me, this is a huge signing. This is something that is uh, the biggest front office move since way went to Seattle and that, and that's saying something, right? I mean, we haven't had too many internal, I feel moves. We, I guess we did have a uh, Claudio Reyna. That's kind of dampened a bit due to him resigning and, you know, the U S men's national team stuff with his son, but he was another one that was at NYCFC and built like a, a good team and then went to Austin when they came in, but other than that, we don't get too many of these like in league moves for GMS. Uh, you know, Ernie Stewart when he left the union went to the U.S. Uh, U.S. Men's National Team, and that's what caused Aaron's Tanner to come in, and actually that really changed the just. That's kind of like the biggest front office move since Loggerway, right? Is the Ernst Tanner thing. But if I'm talking about inner league moves for this stuff, that's the biggest thing. And he knows this league, he knows what's needed to win. He's gotten both of those clubs, by the way, to CONCACAF Champions League finals, too. So he's not just competing domestically, he's competing internationally. And that is just uh, something I really admire about Garth Loggerway. So just not much more to say for it other than that's that's huge it it may not be smooth sailing this year but i i think by next year uh things will be looking a lot better for the club
1: a new chapter begins without joseph martinez the godfather uh the one that has kind of built that house there in, or- or in orlando yeah he ha- well he has kind of built his house in orlando as well that's why i say it um but no it he he's he's just been a, a figurehead for that club and franchise for so long, Jordan. And now they've moved on. Yakimakis comes from Greece, and uh, actually he was playing in Scotland. But the Greek uh, striker comes in. I think that's a big signing. And with uh, Loggerway, I think you're going to kind of see more of those really good signings. I think that this club's got some chances now, especially with nine playoff spots. I think this team's got a pretty good chance of making that push. And what Garth Loggerway does in the summer will be interesting. Um, They're one of the teams that can uh, 28 out of 29 teams can make transfers in the summer. Um, But I really do. I love this loggerway signing, George. It feels like the Theo Epstein uh, kind of thing where he's going to come in. He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get that blank check. Um, Yes, the pun intended, but he's going to get that blank check. um, And Arthur's going to sign off on a lot of these signings where I think this club is going to become one of those, you know, premier clubs in MLS and in the world. Like I think you're going to recognize them, just like you would with the Galaxy, just like you would with LAFC. I think that this club's got the market to be able to do that, and I think Garth Lagerway is the way. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what they do in Atlanta. I think this year will be tough, but I think with growing pains, I think they'll get a lot of good players into Atlanta here soon. All right, next one up, Austin FC. Are they legit MLS contenders in 2023, Jordan?
0: I would say yes. I think uh, adding the forwards that they did up top, you know, adding somebody like Zardes and Will Bruin, uh, I think is a great move for them to help get some goals, which they need, uh, I think, more of, even though they scored a lot last year. But, uh, you know, after failing on some of these international signings that come over, Right. Cecilio Dominguez, which was like the first DP signing. Right. And then Thomas Ponchettino, which was another huge signing that has failed. It's it's time for. Them to be like, you know what, let's bring in people in the league. And they have did that this offseason. I really like those moves. And I think that'll help this team be actual competitive in the uh, in MLS Cup. But what else it is, it's it's not just an MLS Cup thing. They're adding depth, which is they need depth because they're in the Champions League, let's not forget. you know, Every club's in the League's Cup, let's not forget. So they have a lot of fronts that they're able to compete on. And uh, But yeah, I think that they're competitive for MLS Cup, but I would also say that they are competitive on multiple fronts of trophies. I wouldn't be shocked if they end up with some sort of silverware in their young trophy cabinet
1: my cats were breaking out of hell to come tell me that austin fc is going to be a contender um no they so i like you said the jazzies artist first of all congratulations diego fagundes i think the third child on the way that was a really cool reveal that austin did last night with the pink lights fantastic they also uh, just
0: I, signed him to a longer deal for Fagundes.
1: yeah and peter vermice which we'll get to uh not for austin obviously but uh, that's been a big signing Uh no but uh, yeah, man, I mean, I really like this team a lot, deep. I mean, really deep. Um, Diego Fagundes, I love Zardes. Um, I think Rigoni's going to kind of settle in. I, I just got confidence in Josh Wolf and that system that he's kind of built now to get this team playing at an extra high level. I think that true in behind is kind of like a second striker, number 10 Um, even uh, playing in behind Zardes is going to open up a lot of uh, opportunities. Maxi Rudy is a great super sub with Will Bruin. I mean, how can you go wrong there? Alex Ring's fantastic. The defense has gotten better. I think, uh, you know, as far as like what they were going to be missing with the signing of Bison or Bison or however you say that, I I don't know, but I, I think, you know, looking at this defense, looking at the attacking options, I think Austin FC have exactly what it takes to contend uh, for MLS MLS Cup, the only things standing in their way, I think, are a couple of these big hitters um, like an LAFC, like a Philadelphia Union, um, and then maybe some other sneaky dark horses that are going to kind of get in, and we'll kind of talk about. But yeah, I think 100% contenders, um, and I think you know they've kind of cut some of the fat that they need around the club, including Claudio. So um as an advisor i don't think he's gonna have much of a role so i'm looking forward to kind of saying the next that's
0: an in name only i think is, yeah. is what that is it's a it's a <laughs> yeah. or you're gonna leave quietly type of thing is how i read that
1: it's kind of like when when you're you're not fired you resign <laughs> right it's like the i'll just step back and take an advisory
0: role right with the company it was it was the bob Chapek thing where they're like <laughs> we're forcing you to step down all right and it's like i step down due to pressure yep. from the board but yeah. i am saving my face
1: yep all right charlotte fc the pop tart kit has been released jordan but are the playoffs next are they going to be featuring those lovely kits in a playoff game coming up here soon in
0: 2023 hope so uh i think that they uh they can make the playoffs obviously there's nine teams that can now (laughs) so there's a chance i think that is the next step that they would want to do is make the playoffs and and make like because they did they make it last year i i'm already blanking no they missed out just by like a few points right yeah
1: i think it was two points or something so
0: yeah obviously the next thing is get in but if i'm them uh if i get to the play-in and lose i think that'd be a disappointment a bit. I think if you want to see a real step, it's get the eight seed, win the game, and get to that first round with the best of three. And I think that is the next step for this team if they can if they can put everything together.
1: Yeah, I, I think um obviously the the defense was a huge question mark with the the unfortunate passing of Anton Walks. Christian Fuchs retires, but Jordan. Since we've talked, they added to Eloma, um, who's I think is a really good center back in this league. I think that adds. Um, at least some formidable um, center backs to the roster, some depth there um, next to Malanda. Um, Enzo Capetti, I'm really interested to kind of see how he adapts. And I think that's ultimately what will keep uh, Charlotte from the playoffs if he comes in and he's not exactly what they think he's going to be. Because Carol, Swider, Carol Swiderski cannot do this alone. Um, and I think that he needs something else, right? We talk, You and I talk at, at length about some of these teams that just have the one option, right, that they struggle with having another player, kind of like a Hany um I, This team can't be that uh, if they want to make the playoffs. Nine spots, I think that's a pretty reasonable ask to say, hey, let's make the playoffs this year, right? Because if playoffs had been around with nine spots last year, they'd have made it. So, uh, you know, I, I think they would have made it. I can't remember where they finished. Like they that. did, yeah. I, okay. I think
0: that's what got my mind thinking that, because I think when we previewed Charlotte, we said,
1: they were the ninth.
0: They were the ninth. So if there's yeah. nine teams, you want an improvement. So you don't want to just make the playoffs. You want to get like the eight, that's right? True. Or you want to yep. get higher. But yeah. 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 So they you're right. If they would have uh had nine teams last year, they would have at least made the play.
1: Yeah. So with the with the amount of turnover in the back, I think that's gonna be the most difficult thing. Uh their center back duo. Um kind of not having those two anchors that kind of captain your teams last year. Um so, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, too, to see if Karol Swiderski is still around in the summer. Um, I know that he had been linked at multiple times. You know, if he does be, if he does take that next step, he's going to become one of the better strikers in this league. And, and I think you're looking kind of like at an Adams Buxa kind of deal where teams are going to come after him, uh, especially in the summer. That's when the European clubs like to sign those strikers. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, yes, Charlotte is uh, next step playoffs uh, or it's a bust. Honestly, so, all right, uh, speaking of bust, uh, let's talk about the Dumpster Fire, the Chicago Fire. Uh, Jordan, can they avoid the wooden spoon? I don't want to spoil. Right. How bad is thought, this team going to be, Jordan? <laughs> Do they have any glimmer of hope? Or is there anything that you can look forward to with this club that is exciting?
0: Honestly, I can't think of anything. Like, Gaga was exciting last year. He's gone um you know Duran yeah (laughs) he he was exciting he's gone that's kind of the stuff that I I'm like I'm sure there'll be some bright spots in the season all right like I do think there'll be some players that'll come up that you're like oh this was they're playing great but like I don't think they've added a lot and I don't think like you know Shabilko had five goals last year as a union fan I know how his output is I don't think he is going to suddenly be you know, scoring like crazy again. So I don't, I, don't, I think it's going to be a pretty dark season for them with very little bright spots.
1: Yeah. I'm just interested. I'm looking at their, their starting 11 right now. That's listed out on MLS.com uh, uh, or MLSsoccer.com. And it, it is it's Shabell Chris Bueller, who doesn't, you know, he's never panned out where he's been. He's never kind of risen to that hype. Um, I think Torres is is an exciting player along with Shakiri. I think those are two attacking players that the Chicago fire can kind of look forward to. Um, But yeah, I I just look at this team and man, I I really struggle to find any kind of uh, bright spots for this team. There's not really much of a young presence. That's going to kind of come onto the scene, I think like a John Duran, but again, we, we, it's hard to kind of call those. Um, And that's what makes this league so hard to predict is the fact that some of these players just burst onto the scenes but I just, this team is, it's going to be a really long winter and a really long summer for this club. Um, and I think that's kind of what we can just leave it at until we get to later on in our show. So uh, let's move on to the next team just because uh, we can talk a little bit more about them in depth a little later. But the next team, Jordan, is a lot of excitement. FC Cincinnati, a legit contender in the Eastern Conference. Dare we say that, Jordan? Is that something
0: that we can say with FC Cincinnati? I think we can. I, you know, we always talk about how the union is the strongest team in the East. They're going to be competing on so many fronts this year with the champions league that can give a team like Cincinnati an opportunity to maybe jump up the table a bit, be a little bit more of a challenge. Doesn't mean they're going to finish first, but I think that they can be a a bigger challenge than they've been. I mean, this, this team is getting better. Uh, It was, was a huge increase last year, but You just think that with more time for Noonan and Chris Albright that it's going to be an even better team this year. They have the experience of a playoff game. They have an experience of playing a really great playoff game against the Union, which was a top team in the East last year, top team in MLS. So this team should be confident. I think they can be a real challenger in the East.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be better at home, too. Right. Um, I think at TQL Stadium, like that's a really tough place that should be a really tough place to play. And I think that's what it's going to become this year. I think this year they've gotten the defense solid. I think in the last month or two, they really show that they could be a top team in the Eastern Conference um, with Matt Miazga kind of anchoring that back line, um, which I think he's done a phenomenal job of doing. Um, I think the big question mark, right. That we're all kind of asking Jordan is, uh, can the three headed monster become the three headed monster they were last year? And is the three headed monster going to be existent or is it going to be two? Uh, I think Brenner is the big question mark. He's got a lot of interest from the, the premier league. And if he's gotten interest from the premier, I don't see him being around much longer. I think maybe the summer is it for Brenner. Um, I think right now he's kind of dealing with uh, some green card issues, much like the rest of the MLS. I guess there's a huge issue with uh, green cards right now. So that kind of shakes up it's the issue MLS. every single year. It's so well, wild. you know,
0: Corey Burke always had an issue every yeah. year with the union. I haven't heard that being an issue in New York though, but <laughs> yeah, it, it was an issue a lot for, for Corey Burke here. And um It just happens. I Like it used to always be like, and and union had a ton of issues with green cards for multiple players that you're like, why is it always an issue every season when this is literally their job? Like, how is it taking that long for the government to approve something when it's their work? You know, it's kind of strange. Yeah. So, I mean, looking
1: at this team though, like with Cincinnati, they're going to get a lot better at home. And if they get a lot better at home, like, they're an above 500 team on the road, um, which was really solid. I just, like, to have some to have guys that can just score like they do um, with a Brandon Vasquez, with a Brenner, uh, with a Lucho Costa, like, they're just a solid attack. So I think, yes, this team has the potential to be a legit contender. Let's move on to Colorado Rapids. Colorado Rapids are in a free fall. Is the free fall of 2022 over? Jordan, they went from first to 10th. Uh, in the Western Conference last year, missed the playoffs, whiffed on the playoffs. Is that going to continue heading into 2023?
0: It depends what you mean by continue. If they're going to continue free-falling they their bottom or if they're just going to stay around 10th, I think the latter is more appropriate. I think that's more likely for them to stick around 10th for them, for them to keep on dropping. But, you know, at the end of the day, LAFC won it all, and they were the winners of the West, so... In this case, Ricky Bobby was right. If you're not first, you're last. And that's exactly how it felt probably for the Rapids last year.
1: The biggest signing coming over is Kevin Cabral. They get Cole Bassett (laughs) back. Um, I I just, uh, yeah, there's a lot wrong, I think, with the Rapids. Uh, I just, they did go out and find a goalkeeper in Illich. Uh, He's going to replace uh, Will Yarborough, who's been their goalkeeper for quite some time. So it'll be interesting to kind of see if those kind of shore up some of those defensive issues um in the back uh they're not horrible defensively i think they're, they're they're pretty decent usually so um maxo's a really good defender from everything that i heard he's the center back they're gonna uh, pair with abubakar but um if you're t- if you're top signing the one that you really i think made headlines with was kevin cabral I- i'm not sure that the season's gonna go so well um but again we could be wrong the rapids could finish first again we'd all be like what the heck the rapids finish first again that's wild um, but I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the latter of the, the belief that I think like a 10th or 9th spot is pretty realistic for this team, um, which we'll kind of get to uh, in our previews um, when we do get to them. So the next team up, Jordan, is going to be the Columbus crew, the Wilfred Nancy effect. And boy, could it be an effect that they feel in Columbus.
0: Yeah, I think that they should have a huge jump up a bit, maybe not huge. I, I don't know. I, I saw some people put them really high in the East. I think I saw that, three or
1: four. Like, yeah.
0: I, I think yeah. that's a little puzzling, but I do think that they'll be better than last year. I think that the goal obviously is they have to make the playoffs. They fired Caleb Porter for missing it two years in a row. So I feel like it has to be, um, it, it has to be playoffs or bust. Not that Nancy gets fired over this because it's one year in, but I mean, you know, th- that's the goal for this year, like, especially nine teams, make the playoffs. Uh, but I think they'll probably finish well above the ninth spot, if, if I'm being honest.
1: Uh, Derek Etienne Jr. and Pedro Santos are gone. So, Jordan, they're kind of running it back with a similar kind of team, same kind of team. So if Wilfred Nancy coaches this team and they do get a playoff spot, I think you're going to see the glaring, Um, I guess, difference between Wilfred Nancy and Caleb Porter. I think like, I think you really will kind of see the effect that Wilfred Nancy can have. Um, But again, this isn't, this isn't his team. I look at this team and I say, this is Caleb Porter's team. He's just now running it in the Wilfred Nancy system. Like I I really do feel that Chucho could be a top goal scorer in this season for him. So
0: I do think that'll help tremendously.
1: Yeah. Massive, uh, a massive player on a massive stage. I think that this will end up being one of the best players in MLS from what we saw last year. So excited about seeing Chucho, excited about seeing Zeller on playing more with Chucho um, because I think that connection could be lethal. It's kind of what Hani Mukhtar is missing. <laughs> so uh, Hani will be jealous of the other colors in yellow. So anything else with the Nash or Nashville? Now we could start talking about Nashville now. Uh, let's talk DC United then. it is It has to be a better year than last year, right? That's the big question.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be a better year than last year uh, for, for me, for them. I, I think they'll, not to spoil where I have them, but I do think that they'll be better than last year. I think Rooney having a full season, I think him bringing in some, I mean, they brought in some good players, I think. So I, I do think it, it has to be better than last year. If it's not, then they're in even deeper hell than than we thought.
1: Do you think Wayne Rooney, if he does have success, do you think he stays much longer than just a year?
0: It depends. I, I think Everton kind of have their man now. Uh, I think that would be the one job that would have pulled him away. I think this will. I think he'll see out the contract at this point. It would have to take Everton what getting relegated um, to maybe pull him back over. But then I don't know if he wants to be a championship manager again. He's done that, so I don't know.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to kind of see with DC United, Jordan, they bring in a ton of players that I'm excited to see um, on this stage, uh, just because uh, I think, you know, there's some interesting signings here. Um, Mateus Click is one of those players coming from Leeds United, coming from the Premier League, matching up with the Christian Benteke. We're going to get a whole season of Christian Benteke. Hopefully he usually doesn't play all the matches, but um, he will play as many as possible. They have taxi pounces. Um they, they've added guys like Uan, They've added guys um, like Rodriguez. Um, I think Pedro Santos, too. So it, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this D.C. United team kind of fares uh, this season, just because I think they're obviously going to be better than last year. Moving on, FC Dallas, uh, can they disrupt the top of the West once again, or are they just a step underneath LAFC and Austin, um, kind of the same as they were last year?
0: I think, of, I forget what I said during our preview, but I believe I said something akin to I think that they can maybe make a push for second place in the West. So if they do that, I think that kind of would prove that answer correct, that they can kind of disrupt. I think they could actually probably put up a challenge for the West, too. I think LAFC might drop a little bit uh, just because of them losing. Bale losing blessing like they've lost Chico. some players chicho yeah. aranjo you know so th- so they've lost some players right and i feel like sometimes teams when they win that cup they're like mission accomplished it's not like you're gonna get a little bit of a drop-off so i could see it where dallas can maybe jump up there i, I think they have just as good of a shot in the west as austin i i would say
1: yeah, and I know you were high on the defense because they do go at Ibiaga, who I think was a missing yeah. kind of link yeah. uh, last year. They did lose Matt Hedges, but there's not much step back. I mean, Matt Hedges is a proven veteran, but Ibiaga can defend in this league as well. So I think that's kind of where they solidify that. Jordan, they, they're going to slot in Sebastian Lechette back into the team, which is exciting because he was with the Revs, um, didn't play as much. And Bruce kind of wanted that relink with a lot of, like he does with a lot of players. It just didn't work out in the time. I think, but he's headed back to Dallas. And I think that this team, adding him back into a very, very young, uh, exciting, attacking um, force that uh, Dallas is going to be with Paul Areola kind of anchoring that force. I think this is going to be a really exciting team to watch this year. Heading into the next team, Jordan, it's going to be the Houston Dynamo. They can't keep getting away with this. Jordan,
0: you can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. He won't.
1: They Dude, won. I, it's <laughs> good because I didn't plan that. I like I did plan that. I wanted that to happen, but I forgot to tell you that I had put that in there. So I read the it. thing. I read That's the thing. Great. So I
0: I was on the same wavelength here. Yeah. Um. I'm assuming when you say they can't keep getting away with this, you mean Houston? What being awful? Uh. I, I think you're right. They can't. I, I I was a little higher on Ben Olson than you were last week, and I think we were kind of both down on him when it yeah. happened. But I do think that it'll be a bit better for them under Ben Olsen. I'm not saying a huge leap, right? We'll see where I put them. But I do think that it is a big enough encouraging step where they stick with it and they think, all right, we got something here. Next year, we can maybe put together some more stuff. So I, I think that they'll, I think they'll not get away with it, I think that they'll go ahead and, and improve slightly.
1: Yeah. I, I, the more you look at it, I think Ben Olsen, right. Uh, is probably what you're thinking is Ben Olson can unlock uh, Herrera. Like, I think that's a big thing. Um, they did not get him. Um, Hector Herrera was not unlocked last year um, with, I believe it was Paul Nagamora. I don't, can't remember which coach we were on last year, uh, but Sebastian Ferreira is a good player. I, I think could be even better in this league. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, no, they cannot keep getting away with this, but maybe Ben Olsen's right step. I don't see it. I, I, I'm not high on the dynamo. Um, some people are like, well, maybe this will kind of change the complexion of the club. I just don't see it, um, and it'll be a matter of time before they're changing their logos again. So uh, um, SKC, Jordan, lots of question marks, but you know who's not one of them? Cristiano Ronaldo uh, does not sign with SKC. I thought you are going to but...
0: say, I you gonna <laughs> say uh, Vermees. Right, he is now... and he's no longer he's a question. Of... Yeah, he's right?
1: no longer a question mark. Yeah, the big question was, was he going to leave for the U.S. men's national team? I think it looks like he's going to now. So Jordan, what are your thoughts on SKC?
0: Should be better than last year. I think in our preview, I said that they should be more middle of the pack again. They should be challenging. They shouldn't be uh, near the bottom. They have their DPs healthy again. They should be good, you would think. And I guess we'll see if extending Vermees is the right step. If they end up coming out of the gate looking a little worse for wear again.
1: Yeah, they're going to get a full year of Willie Agata, who was fantastic last year. Alan Polito is now a super sub, looking at the depth chart, obviously, unless he's going to kind of slot in um, every once in a while for Willie Agata. But having Daniel Shalloway up top um, is a massive, massive thing. Uh, Johnny Russell, um, like vintage wine, man, just gets better with age. Uh, And then you got Remy Walter, Tommy uh, in that midfield. I really like this club. Um, I know that the defense is going to kind of be that concern. Um, they go and get Fontes uh, to kind of anchor that back there, that back uh, line along with Voloder um, because uh, Courtney Ford is hurt. So, you know, they, I, I think they've got a decent enough. I know Liebold was the, <laughs> he was the one Jordan that had like thirty some odd goals and one hundred and fifty assists or something crazy, um, MLS kind of padded stats. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to kind of see where SKC lands this year, just because I think they'll be healthy. I think they'll be a threat again in the West. I really do. I, I'm starting to think more and more time goes on, they'll be a little bit more of a threat than they were, obviously, last year. So we'll get into that as we get further down. LA Galaxy, still playing second fiddle in LA?
0: Yeah. Did you just see the news? Chicharito got injured last night during a game. Yeah, he got injured during a friendly or some sort of game uh, Mm. or practice or something. Maybe it was not yesterday. Maybe it was a couple days ago. But they said he's not going to be ready for the opener. And if he is ready, it would be off the bench. But they don't even think that he'll be available. So not a great start for the season for the LA Galaxy. They got a huge game against LAFC at the Rose Bowl. Let's not also forget that their fans are protesting Chris Klein. So they're not even probably going to have as many fans as they should. Um, so yeah, they'll still be playing second fiddle.
1: Yeah, still playing second fiddle, with Jordan, but I do like some of their moves this offseason. They go and add Memo Rodriguez, who I think is a really good solid piece. And I think Greg Vanny like gets him. him. Yeah. Like we really enjoy watching him play. Um Chris Mavinga, I'm interested to see that. Just because I, I think that his time is up, just like Aaron Long. So there's two center backs in LA that were so hyped that I think aren't shouldn't be as hyped as possible. I think he should kind of lower those expiration or <laughs> expiration. it could be expirations, but Lower those expectations. They go get Caleg- Caligari, who was uh, a right back that played at, uh, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's Fluminense, Fulmines, or some, it was one of the big clubs in Brazil. I forget what they're called. Fluminese. Yeah, Fluminese. Thank you, Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if Chicharitos hurt Jordan, you know who gives that? You know who gets the reins? Uh, Jovalich. So I am excited to kind of see that because I think this kid can just score and I'm not sure that he can continue playing behind So I think there's just got to be some way they can all play together. If not, I, I, I just, I don't know. It bugs me just because I think he's a star in this league. And I think he's going to get a chance elsewhere if he doesn't start now. So anything else? LA galaxy. Nope. All right. LAFC a silverware or a bus, Gordon.
0: I think that's what Gio said when we had him on. Right. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think, that's probably true. I think uh, with all the competitions that they're a part of, they won two trophies last year. I'm not saying you have to one-up it with three. I just think you have to win something because that's what's expected for you now. Trundleau, first season, won two trophies. Uh, not making it easy for himself for a year or two. But yeah, I'd say Silverware or Bust. I think it'll be a big disappointment if they don't win like one of the four or five trophies that's available to them.
1: I got a question for you. Um, go after CCL or defend your MLS cup title, which one?
0: Oh, I would want to go after CCL because I would want, before it was, you want to be the first MLS team. That's not the case anymore, but what you want is you've gotten to a final in CCL before you lost that. I feel like you would want to win it. And every new trophy is better, right? You have a supporter shield already. You have an MLS cup. Go out there and get something that you don't have. Now, of course, the ideal would be CCL and MLS Cup, right? Because while we're talking about Galaxy playing second fiddle, they still have five MLS Cups. They still have four more than LAFC at this point. Of course, LAFC is newer. But if I'm LAFC and I want to be taken more seriously, I want to win a Continental Trophy, and I also want to start winning and racking up more MLS Cups to look at LA Galaxy and say, you thought you had a five MLS cup lead. We're coming for it. You know, that's my thought for them.
1: They lose Chicho Arango who had 30 goals in the last two seasons. Jordan, that's a big, big, big loss. And you talked about the big losses that LAFC have kind of encountered with the team blessing Chicho Rango. You also had Gareth Bale leave. Uh, I mean, that's a big, that's a sizable gap in that roster. Um, and really they have filled it. So it, it'll be interesting to kind of see what LAFC does. Um, I think, yes, you're right. I think, uh, CONCACAF Champions League is where my uh, focus would would lie just because I think one uh, with how expanded the playoffs are I think you have a better shot of just, just you know kind of cruising through that first round if they do get a number one or two seed so yeah I think that CCL is a big time thing here um, but Jordan it'll be interesting to kind of see if there's any kind of regression uh, which I, I feel like there has to be without those players so next up enter Miami uh, Jordan the team built for Messi but if there's no Messi it's going to get messy, right
0: I don't think it'll get messy. Uh, I I do think that they have enough still. I do like the Joseph signing. I I think that they have enough to be a good middle playoff team. So I wouldn't say it's going to get messy. Messy in me implies uh, if he doesn't come over that they're going to be, you know, bottom uh, type stuff. So I I would say, no, I don't think it's going to get messy with or without him. I think that uh, they'll be okay.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Can Joseph revitalize his career? Um, is he the headache that Atlanta thought him? They thought he thought him out to be. I don't. I don't think he is. Um, I think he, he's a fun player. He's an exciting player. He's dynamic. Um, is he a diva? Maybe, but I, I think he's a, a good striker still. I don't think he's going to get back to crazy Joseph, but he's going to get you know ten goals, and that helps his team tremendously. With Campana up against next to him, um, Jordan. There, there's rumors out there that Messi still is considering Miami and. Uh, Uh, What is it? Is it Fab? Yeah. Fab said that he was uh, he was still considering it was still a viable option. If they get Lionel Messi, they're going to win a trophy. I'm calling it now like they're going to win some kind of trophy if they get Lionel Messi. Write that down. Yeah. Write it down. Put it in. Put it in ink. Um, But yeah, I think it's exciting. Uh, But Jordan, if they don't get Messi, what stops this club from going and getting something big too? Like a big fish, another one. Like, I know it's not messy, but like. I was going to say,
0: what's bigger than messy? Nothing. (laughs) Uh, Right.
1: Um, Maybe Erling Haaland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, City might have to sell him at this point. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, I I think Jordan, yes, you're right. I don't think this team is in bad shape. I actually kind of like this team. I'm interested to kind of see how they do. Um, and I'm saying that as an Orlando fan. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, okay. Next up, Jordan is uh, Minnesota United. Ray, no show. Jordan, Ray, no show.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that. One. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It sounds like he's not going to show. Uh, Adrian Heath was kind of downplaying it. I think I saw that he was like, Yep. Oh, he he's still dedicated to Minnesota. We'll see we'll see i don't think you're dedicated to minnesota if you don't show up for game one so yeah that's my thoughts
1: yeah this is really bad news if you're a minnesota united fan you're you're covering your eyes you're covering your ears you've seen this before you've seen this with the timberwolves you've seen this with the twins despair darkness uncertainty it should all be a familiar feeling it's gonna be dark just like yeah, you know
0: they did see it with minnesota earlier this year when <laughs> uh when correa did not want to be part of them and went yes. to the giants then yep. went to the mets and then had to end up back at the twins again due to his physical so yep, uh kind of a similar situation to right now so yeah
1: this is brutal poor fan base uh thinking about you jack and aj thinking about you all right cf montreal <laughs> trimming the fat jordan that they did and you know who doesn't like fat their
0: new coach <laughs> you know i would say that they trimmed more than the fat i think they don't have a lot here uh you know losing mihalovic is a big loss i i and then you know losing torres to to philly it's it's kind of an odd situation where i don't know how they're going to look this year and in fact i think this might be a colorado situation where they go from a top to the east to near the bottom unfortunately
1: yeah. And I'm always scared to predict that because the last times we projected Montreal not to do well, we absolutely got burnt. They were the team that I always, I'll always remember them burning us in that first year. Um, and then fans were like, Oh, look at that. Look what we did. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, Ismail Kone, Jordi Mihaljevic, Alistair Johnson, three of the best players gone. Uh, it's a lot of turnover. Aaron Losada is going to need a lot more magic um, in his hands. Uh, and I, I don't think they have it. Jordan. I'm, I'm kind of concerned about this team. I'm interested to kind of see where this lands with them. This is the biggest question mark, I think, in the East for me. Like I can get a sense of where everybody else kind of is. I think, I think, you know, we'll get to these other clubs. They'll kind of grow into it. But this club, I can't identify. I'm just like, I have no idea. I don't know what it's going to look like. So
0: we don't know what their jersey is going to look like either. Pitting. <laughs> <Still kidding. laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they won't know what they look like <laughs> so all right time for nashville fc and speaking of it uh time for honey led team to finally cash in get it because johnny
0: johnny cash there yeah you go. it depends on what you mean by cash in if you mean getting a, trophy, get a damn uh, trophy i don't know i think they need some more pieces to really make that a make that a goal i think their goal is going to be top of the east type range and make a run in the playoffs but it can't be all Hani. it can't be all Hani Mukhtar. they have to get some pieces that can score the goals what was it the se- the second goal score had five is that right yes after Hani's 23 yes. it's yep. not great uh they no. need somebody else <laughs> they need somebody else up there too uh that's yeah. going to be able to help help him out some because it's tough to do that two seasons in a row too. So he's done MVP caliber two in a row, asking him to do it again in a third, you might see a little bit of a dip. So I I would say that uh, it's, it's not time for them to cash in unless they make some moves in the summer.
1: Yeah. Fafa Pico is not the answer to all your prayers there in Nashville. All right. Um, so I would make a Johnny Cash reference, Jordan, but I'm not a big Johnny Cash fan. So maybe you mm-hmm. know a song that's you know like, walking the line. I don't know.
0: God's going to cut you down <laughs> yeah. uh, if you if you can't, if, if it's not going to answer the prayers there.
1: Right. So defense is going to be 100% solid. I got all confidence in the world that this is going to be one of the best defenses in the league once again but we're just not going to see any kind of production besides, uh, hani Mukhtar, unless he signs somebody.
0: And if Hani Mukhtar doesn't have a good season, then they'll have tons of Folsom prison blues there in Nashville. <laughs> so it's not going to be good.
1: They see the train of coming. All right. I know that part. I um, have
0: the Johnny cash references. Don't there. worry.
1: Thank you. Um, speaking of a revolution, Jordan, uh, new England revolution. Hey, at least we have that supporter shield from, you know, a couple of years ago, right? True. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm not high on this team, so I think that's probably accurate. I really wonder how long Arena can kind of last. I think he's kind of just going to the motions at times, is what it seems like, especially in some of these press conferences I've seen. I mean, that's how he's always, always kind of been. But On to New Jersey. I, I, I think it's almost just a – it's almost like he's just prolonging the retirement a bit. I. I don't know. I I think that the peak was that supporter shield and since then it's kind of been uh a slow decline. And and like you said he brings in players that he wants to work with again from LA and then or from the national team and then it just fizzles out and they move on. That's one thing I'd worry about with Bobby Wood because we just saw that with legit. Uh so so that's something that I would be cautioned about.
1: Uh you can write this piece down too. Um they're the selling club like they've become like the Red Bull like that's what they become, except they're just not as good on the product side. Um, Carly Seal is a top player in this league has been one of the best players in the history of MLS. If you kind of look at the numbers and go by the numbers and stats and underlying stats, uh, like I've said multiple times when we've done this, they've wasted his time there Um and it's not to him; it's not his fault. Like they have had some pieces they had to move on from, right? I'm not gonna lie. Adam Buchsa needed to move on. Matt Turner had his chance. He goes to Europe. He's moved on, right? Tejon Buchanan, same thing. Tejon Buchanan is now getting scouted by some of the best teams in the world. These guys had to move on, but they're gonna—they're gonna have the same issue. Petrovic, I don't think is there past summer. I think Manchester United is all over that. I think that De Gea and them cannot—they cannot keep. That spot anymore with this guy over here tearing this league apart. And he's a better version, I think, of Matt Turner. So I, I honestly don't see him being around the summer. I don't see Dewan Jones being around in the summer either. He was fantastic in that January camp. I think this team is just blah. Um, and I think you're right, Jordan. I think, like a certain other somebody that was in New England, needs to retire to Florida, come on down and coach the Tampa Bay Rowdies whenever they become MLS Club. <laughs> so. Or Anything just put else? them in USL. It'd right, would be pretty great. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> like the Academy teams. It'd be so cool. Um, um
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think we're done with, with the Revs.
1: All right, let's get some energy and let's go to the Red Bulls. Uh, can they challenge the Union in the East, Jordan? You and I seem pretty high on these guys.
0: Yeah, I, I think they can challenge them. I think that they'll be a top club in the east they finished fourth after what i felt was a pretty lackluster season for them last year like they kind of were like and then like you know and then if you're listening i did like this motion of a flat line and then kind of a spike <laughs> but that's that's what i kind of think of them so yeah i do think they can challenge i'm not sure if they are good enough to challenge for a supporter shield or if they'll actually finish with the first spot but I think they can probably go a, a good bit of the way. Like, hey, we're we're in this.
1: Yeah, I love Van Zier. I think that's a great signing. That's going to add some goals. Hopefully, I think that's where this team's truly lacking. Uh, Claymala did not do it last year. Um, and ended up losing his starting spot in the 11 um, by uh, the end of May. uh, And that was a big DP signing. I think Luquinhas becomes a better player this season as well, getting adjusted to the league. I think Lewis Morgan honestly takes another step. I'm not sure he gets 14 goals again. Maybe, I don't know, but... It seems like he's destined to have a good year as well. Edelman's an exciting player in their midfield, along with Casares. I've always been a Christian Casares fan. I remember the first time I ever said anything about him, and that guy for the Red Bull like ripped me. I was like, what's happening? I think he's a great player. Um, and he's proven to be Tolkien uh, with the beautiful blonde locks. I don't know if you've seen Tolkien's hair. He's got beautiful blonde locks now, no longer the the long brown, but I just like this club a lot, Jordan. I think it's an exciting club to watch, and I get to see them first day. So I'm excited to kind of see a team that could be contenders in the East. Let's move on to NYCFC, Jordan, which gets built quicker, this roster or their stadium?
0: Well, definitely the roster because the stadium's well (laughs) ways off. But uh, I would hope by the summer that they're adding a lot more pieces because this team has just lost so many people. Um, I mean, the, the fact that so many team, uh, so many commentators have them so low in the East after they're a consistent competitor just shows you how much they lost.
1: Yeah, Santi Rodriguez still not announced and still not official. If that doesn't come, then this team, I think, really struggles. I think they'll struggle quite a bit anyway, just because I think the, the pieces that they're missing is too tremendous. It's too much to overcome um, with the very little that they've done. Um, I'm looking forward to Gabby Pereira. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what his second season is, or like first full season is going to look like in MLS. I think that's a really exciting piece. But until they kind of figure out what they're doing in that midfield, I think this is going to be a disaster. I don't think they'll create enough. I'm not sure Tyus Magno can score at a high rate to play number nine in this league. Um, I I just, I'm not excited about this club. I think they lost a ton too with Sean Johnson leaving with their, their stud and, and kind of that anchor in the back with Anton Tenerholm and Alex Collins. So, not, not high on NYCFC, just about as high as their stadium currently sits. So, Orlando, Jordan, let's talk about my boys, Orlando City. How quick does it all come together or does it at
0: all? I would say it comes together. I think it comes together, uh, I'll say pretty quick. I'll, I'll say it'll take a few weeks, maybe by April that they'll be maybe feeling a lot better, feeling more gel, you know, getting stuff together. That's what I would probably say. So I I would say, you know, maybe six weeks for them to get it going. Um, I, I do think that they could be an actual challenger in the East. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty optimistic.
1: Yeah, covering Orlando um, on my own podcast, Jordan. I'm feeling really good about their chances this year. I think they've done a fantastic job building this roster with a lot of pieces that they went and sold off. Jordan, I thought we were going to end up. <laughs> I thought they were going to end up and uh, going the NYCFC route where they're just kind of piecing it back together one by one. But they went and they've pretty much changed the whole the whole look of the starting eleven uh, aside from the pretty much the spine ish. Um, so it, it looks to be exciting. Uh, I think Airjon Kara um, is a great piece to have up front but they're talking a lot about this kid Maguire coming in and also having the chance to start uh, in this league is crazy to think but it's kind of like that Daryl DK this kid is a strong brute force up top I think uh, Facundo Torres has another great season you know the, he's had a lot of links to Arsenal Martino Haida is the most exciting piece I think that we've added um, I think their biggest thing is gonna be the health of their defense. Center backs Jansen and Antonio Carlos need to stay healthy. And can Mikey Holiday, who's just a teenager, can he step into the role in the shoes of Uan, who's been one of the staples of this club, can he play that right back position? A lot of people think he can. He's gonna have some growing pains, but they think that he's gonna be a pretty good player in this league and for the US men's national team, possibly um going down the road until like I think it's twenty thirty, and when they thought he would kind of get in the mix. But yeah, I'm really excited about this team. I think this team, uh, if they gel, Jordan can be a threat in the East. Now let's go over to your Philadelphia Union. Jordan, the state of the Union is very strong.
0: I would agree. I like the depth pieces they added. Uh, so I, I think I'm feeling pretty good about it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about the Union. think that they've got uh, some really good depth. Um, best team in the league? Let's move on to Portland. Jordan, Portland, if they struggle with consistency again, at least Timber Joey's going to look damn good.
0: Got the plaid. Uh, Yeah, I I do think that they'll be a little better of a team this year, I I would think, I would hope. So I, I think you'll get more than just Timber Joey looking pretty good.
1: Agreed. I think Evander's an exciting piece to add to the midfield. I'm excited to kind of see that. The aging core, right, you and I talked about this. When, when the core ages in temper, it oftentimes falls apart. I think that's kind of what we're worried about with this club. Um, also, the distractions off the field. Um, until they figure that out with the front office, I just feel like this is just a club waiting for disaster. RSL, they can't possibly finish seventh again, right? It's
0: two years in a row. I just had to look at where I had them. So I my answer to the question would be no, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay.
1: You know what's funny? I have to go look. <laughs>
0: Do you have them seventh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I for guess. you, it's a yes, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're kind of like a team that's going to hover around that spot is how I feel. So you, you we'll see where I put them uh, in a couple minutes here
1: defensively, usually pretty sound. I think the the big concern is always going to be in the attack with RSL. Demir Krylock's back and healthy. What is he going to be like? Is he going to be a ghost of himself? We don't know. Um, I think their defense, like I love McMath. I love Glad. I love Silva. I think those are good cores of your defense. So I, I think they've got a good defense. It's just a matter of they're just not going to score a ton. And I think that's pretty much what fans are going to have to expect next up Jordan on the list. As we kind of get closer towards the end, we got Seattle. There are a lot of ifs in Seattle, Jordan, what do we think is going to happen with this club this year?
0: That's the question. Oh my. Okay. (laughs) I was like, that that can go any way. I I, I think they'll rebound a bit. I think they will. Um, But yeah, there's some question marks on how good, you know, the, the player acquisition will be. They lost, Garth Logaway who made that team a dynasty, uh, really, with all the trophies they won. So, uh, yeah, lots of ifs, I would agree.
1: Jordan Morris' health. Rui Diaz is already hurt. That's not a good sign. They did go get a bear just for this reason because Rui Diaz cannot play a full season anymore. I don't think any of their players really can. I mean, you look at their defense, maybe knew who does. Like, I think he's one of the ones that can play full 34 matches. Um, no, not, yeah, Nuhu um reagan i think reagan's a great player center back young player i think ronald Candy reagan play. the actor no jackson reagan um <laughs> yeah yeah ronald reagan <laughs> um alex rolled and christian rolled durable but the rest of that list nico ladero i don't see him playing a full season at all albert rusnak no <sighs> rui diaz no freddie montero no jordan morris no joao paulo no like that's a lot of ifs so like you said, Jordan, player acquisition might be down, and they might need some players because a lot of these guys do tend to get hurt. Did we skip quakes? Yes, we did. Let's go back okay. to the San Earth. Let's go back to the San Earthquakes. No, San Jose Earthquakes. Jordan, the defense can't possibly be worse, right? Sixty-nine goals last year.
0: I mean, if we looked at how many uh, DC gave up last <laughs> yeah. year, yes, it can get worse. But uh, I do think it'll be better for San Jose this year.
1: Yeah, they go out and add a a good piece, right? Um, and we talked about oh, god, uh it was uh why am I blanking? Jordan I'm all of a sudden blanked on their center back that they've just literally signed. Why am I blanking on who it is? It's I can't somebody tell that's... You. thanks, Jordan. Uh you
0: deleted all of our notes too. <laughs> I did.
1: Crap. Hold on. I'm going back. There we go. Jonathan Minsa. I was thinking he could. There you for the go. Team. But <laughs> I was like, I think he's damn?
0: on my fantasy team, so I should have known that. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Jonathan Mensa, center back that they added, Jordan, should kind of stable out that uh, defense. And I think their attack's fantastic. I think Cade Cal has a breakout year. Um, I think he might be one of those players that we look at and go, man, he really is something. I think there's a lot of European teams scouting him this year. So I think Cade Cal has his breakout performance. I think the Quakes, Jordan, are going to be better than what they've been. So that's exciting. And plus, under Lucci, I think this thing's going the right way. St. Louis, just be competitive. Question yep. mark, hashtag, I don't know, right? Yeah, hashtag, just yeah. be competitive. Hashtag hashtag. just be competitive. Let's have fun, guys.
0: Just go have fun. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah,
1: St. Louis, a lot of unknown. um It's really hard to speak on expansion clubs for too long just because we just don't know. Jordan and I like some of the MLS players they have. We really like the, the Tim Parker move. Um, we think that that's great. Uh, I think that when you add a big-time goalkeeper um, from a European country, right when you go and add berkey i think that's a big deal um goalkeepers are huge like you know jordan like i know in orlando goal pe- goalkeepers can make or break your team toronto the window is closing uh and i'm not sure i would disagree it. with that oh come on I,
0: I, no i totally would.
1: <laughs> how so
0: I, they just brought in bernadeshi and uh you know so you know bring in the two italians uh Insigne, right and bernadeshi i think the window is opening i I think that they'll of course have to supplement those pieces over the course of the next few years but if we're talking about a window closing it would probably only be for bob bradley
1: ah there we go look at that shout jordan with the shout there um i and on the other side i think that with the aging italians that came over i think that's where i'm kind of leaning michael bradley's not going to get any younger their defense was just a disaster last year they go and add matt hedges he's not a spry young man um i think they've got two or three years here where they can compete and i think that's it like uh, after that you're done which is you know i think the lifespan of most teams i'm just not sure they're good enough with what the roster currently looks like and i think you're right jordan supplemental pieces are needed and if they're added and they're younger i think that's where you kind of look at and go okay we've extended the window of which we can compete all right vancouver these mountains are sure a slippery slope. Jordan, this team, like you said, is probably been the most irrelevant team since I've joined the league. What are your thoughts?
0: I'll say they've been on my mind quite a bit recently, these Vancouver Whitecaps, because I was watching, I was <laughs> watching Arrow, okay? The I was Green like, well, Arrow <laughs> show, all right, which is filmed in Vancouver but takes place in a fictional city. And these bad guys are walking on a bridge, and what do I see? The Vancouver Whitecap logo over their shoulder <laughs> on a lamppost. And it's just been in my mind ever since. Uh, but that should tell you all you need to know about why they were on my mind and it not being because of the squad or because of their chances this year. So that's all I can really say about about them.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think the defense is going to be um, below average at best. I think the attack has a lot to, lot to be determined. Uh, Debra Caicedo cannot carry this whole team. Brian White needs to do something. Um, I'm just not sure that this team, they did go and add um, their goalkeeper. uh, And we talked about uh, them adding a goalkeeper. Um, Takakao. Takakao. I don't know how to say that name at all. Um, But uh, I think he's a Japanese goalkeeper is what I believe. They did go add, uh, I think it's Sergio Cordova, Cordova. Right. I think. Yeah. Um, And he's a pretty decent attacking player in this league. I think that helps some, but I just don't know how much he really does help. Um, is really good in the midfield. Gull, um, pretty good in the midfield, but they uh, they just got a lot of average Joes. And I, and I think that's where the big concern is. I just don't know if this team's good enough. But yeah, that's it for my headline. Jordan. You can take it back over. That was a wild time, but thanks for indulging in my...
0: My uh, fun little headlines. Here. And now, time for my headlines for each. Year. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, now we will go. Could <laughs> you imagine?
0: Support. Like, we got to go through another 29 of these. Let's see. All right, let's go through. We're going to start with our Eastern Conference predictions. What we're going to do is we're going to read out what teams we have in each spot, and then we will uh, not really tell you why. I think we did that just a bit in the headlines. But here we go. I'll start first here. I got the Union in first of the East, followed by. Red Bull, New York, followed by Orlando. Then I have Cincy, Nashville, Crewe in sixth place, Toronto in seventh, Atlanta in eighth, Inter-Miami in ninth is where I have uh, them. So that would be the end of the playoffs. Missing out on the playoffs, I have Charlotte in 10th, New England Revolution in 11th, NYCFC 12th, Montreal in 13th, D.C. United in 14th, with Chicago in 15th. Logan.
1: Man, this is kind of weird because, like, how big of a question mark the East has been, and you and I are pretty similar on a lot of these. So I've got the Union first, similar as Jordan. Uh, uh, Red Bulls (laughs) second, third Orlando, fourth Cincinnati, fifth Nashville. And that's where Jordan and I have the exact same top five. Uh, And then I go sixth Toronto, seventh with the crew, Eighth with Charlotte, ninth with Atlanta, missing the playoffs. I have Inter Miami at ten, NYCFC at 11, 12 is the New York or New, New York. Sorry, sorry, they're going to really mad at that. Um, New England Revolution thirteenth is Montreal, DC United at fourteenth, and the fifteenth place team is the Chicago Fire. So one through five, Jordan, and then thirteen through fifteen, we have the exact same teams.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Uh, that's a fun top four if we get those top four. I'll but top four doesn't matter anymore because it's not, right?
1: Yeah. It, well, I guess they well, still guess, would. Yeah, once you get to the next round. They would still early. host. They, That's the, true. the higher seed still That's hosts. That's true.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's look at the West. I have LAFC in first, Dallas in second, Austin in third, Seattle in fourth, Portland in fifth, Sporting in sixth, Galaxy in seventh, RSL in eighth, so they're not finishing seventh, and the Rapids in ninth. So that would be the playoff spots. Missing out on the playoffs, I have Vancouver, San Jose, Minnesota, Houston, St. Louis finishing last.
1: So I've got Austin first, LAFC second, Dallas in third, uh, Seattle in fourth, the Galaxy in fifth, Portland in sixth, RSL in that lovely seventh spot. I just felt like that was just a safe bet at this point. Eighth is San Jose. Ninth, Sporting Kansas City. That rounds out the playoffs. And then 10th, I have Colorado, 11th, Vancouver, 12th, Minnesota, 13th, Houston, and then 14th, we have St. Louis.
0: That just scared me. I was like, I don't see Colorado on my list because you wrote it as Rapids for me. Oh, that's Colorado, right. Colorado for on you. Me. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, where's Colorado? Right. Oops. <laughs> They're here. Uh, they're, they're there. Here. Okay. So, also, I got to point out here, you wrote down Logan's Coach of the Year when it's my Coach of the Year. Do you see on the thumbnail it says Jordan's, but the name of it's Logan's. Good. <laughs> because we picked each other's coaches. I picked Oscar Perea <laughs> to win Coach of the Year. I think moving them up to third in the East would be a huge accomplishment after almost just missing the playoffs and Logan, you have
1: Jim curtain. I'm going with the curtain closed again.
0: I originally wrote down curtain, but I thought that would be what three years in a row uh, or two years. It, it, it would have been a lot. He's gotten yeah. a lot. He's gotten a lot. So I was like, I don't know if they'll do that.
1: I just think they're going to win a, a big trophy this year and I'll leave it at that.
0: All right. I have golden boot winner here. Let's give it. Hani Mukhtar, I got him for Golden Boot. Logan, you have?
1: I have Jesus Ferreira. I know a lot of people are going to go after me for that, but I was like, let's just think outside the box because it seems like nobody that we think is going to win ever wins. So I'm going to go with Jesus. Why not?
0: And then here's a fun thing. Our MVP for both of us, we have Daniel Gazdag winning MVP. He was a contender for it last year, though I don't even think he got any votes for it, Uh, but he was good last year. Yeah, and, I just feel like
1: they, there's yeah. a lot of players that are regressed a little bit. So I feel like he's a good shout.
0: Let's go with Logan's Supporter Shield winners. Austin FC? What? I don't remember, but no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Austin FC, Jordan.
1: I think that the Union be focused on a CONCACAF Champions League. I think LA is just not as good as they were last year. So, yeah, I'm going with Austin.
0: Yeah, I had LA with a dip, so that means I think the Philadelphia Union will win the Supporters' Shield, which I just said last episode would be a bit of a disappointment if that's the only thing we get, because uh, we already have that. <laughs> uh, let's go with Wooden Spoon here. We have the Chicago Fire. <laughs> They're going to burn that spoon right up. Uh, yeah. I don't so, have anything to add. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, I'm sorry, Chicago. We've been dogging y'all yeah, all season. But, but it's going to be bad.
1: Close your there eyes. There you
0: go. Now, I do have Austin winning a trophy. I have them winning the U.S. Open Cup this season while Logan has
1: the New York Red Bull. Got to get him a trophy somewhere, right?
0: That's what Red Bull fans have been thinking for so long. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's my pick for MLS cup winner. And this is so funny again here. I have Orlando city SC. I'm winning. so excited, Jordan. MLS I cannot cup. wait
1: to go to the Logan
0: parade. has <laughs> the Philadelphia union. They're going to be like, this is the worst show ever. I hate this show. Cause I'll, they just, pick I'll each take other's this. Teams. I'll take this. Uh, By the way, I'll take your season over my season. Any day of the week. That means Jim Curtin gets another coach of the year we get another mls cup instead of a supporter shield we can add yeah. mls cup for the first time uh the only bone to pick i think i have with you uh would be that the red bulls win uh, the open cup in, in your season but just funny that we <laughs> have uh just like we did for the coaches we both have each other's teams <laughs> each there other's. And, and that's kind of the thing sometimes right sometimes you People outside are a little higher on your team than people that are on the yeah. uh, inside uh, watching your team. And it's not that I don't think the union can do it. I just think that last year was the year. Th- that's kind of just okay. my vibe. Yeah. And, and we missed it. We had a lead, we blew it. Now, of course, that would be a huge, like, a huge moment if they can go from being on the doorstep and losing it in penalties to winning it the next year would show mental toughness that I had no clue existed in this sport of soccer, even because that is a heartbreaking way to lose it and to come right back and win it. And possibly in your own house would be just huge. Absolutely huge. So, Hey, I'm down for it. If it happens.
1: Yeah. Uh And another shout out, I don't think we, we really did. I don't think we did graphics for this, but the, the CONCACAF champions league, I really do think that the union are our best shot with MLS. Like, I really do believe that it, they're on the easy side of the bracket. Jordan, did you know if Orlando wins? So, Orlando has to play Club America. They then have to go play Pachuca if they win. Yeah. And then Leon. Yeah. They would have to go through three of the big juggernauts in Mexico to get anywhere close to the final.
0: And we'll look at it. We'll look at it because uh, yeah. the, the midweek on the 4th, oh, right. uh, we have game, or Not the 4th, but midweek, we do have games um, on the 7th. Uh, an eighth, I think. For and Champions I said Club League
1: America, I meant Tigres, not
0: Club. Yes, Tigres. Uh, okay, so let me go ahead and share with you what the schedule is, and we're going to pick our Match of the Week preview, which means I get the press. It's time for the Match of the Week preview. If that didn't kill your eardrums, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. That be- I turned
1: it down because I remembered from last year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I apologize for anyone who's like... Fell asleep during our listen, like during our podcast with their headphones in and then just probably woke up. i so, so sorry. We're
1: driving down the road like,
0: what was that? I didn't make that. That was something that uh, we we paid for. And it is uh, much louder than any of our other stuff. OK. So here we go. Match of the Week Preview. I'm going to list out all the games. I'm going to tell you how to watch them. It's going to be so much easier this year than it was last year. Saturday, February 25th, the season kicks off with Nashville against NYCFC at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That game is on Fox, and if you have Apple TV, it is free. All games this weekend are free, so that's going to be the only time I say that in this schedule. But, of course, they are on the MLS season pass. We have at 7.30 Cincinnati and Houston. That is on the MLS season pass. Uh, 7.30, we have Philadelphia Union hosting Columbus Crew. That is on the season pass. Also at 7.30, we have D.C. United hosting Toronto. That is on the MLS season pass, and it is also on TSN if you're in Canada. At 7.30, Logan's going to be at this game. Orlando facing off against the Red Bulls. Uh, that is on the MLS season pass. It's also Apple TV free. Remember I said all of these games are free and I lied when I said that was the only time I would mention it also at 7:30, Atlanta hosting San Jose. That is on the MLS season pass. Charlotte hosts new England at seven 30 as well. Miami host Montreal with their new logo. No new Jersey. That is at 7:30 on the MLS season pass and TSN in Canada. We also have Dallas hosting Minnesota at 8.30. That's on the MLS season pass. Austin versus St. Louis in St. Louis's first match of the season. That's at 8.30. 9.30, LA versus LAFC in the Rose Bowl. That's on Apple TV. I was sure that would have been one of the Fox games, you would have thought. Uh, Vancouver hosting RSL at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. That's also on TSN. Portland hosts SKC at 1030. And then Sunday, February 26th, we have at 8 o'clock, Seattle versus Colorado on the MLS season pass and also on FS1. So Logan, I ask you, what is the game of the week for you?
1: I got to do it. I'm going with the Orlando City game. Uh, it will be at Exploria Stadium against the Red Bull. I will be there. But I think that these are top two teams in the Eastern Conference. So I'm really excited about seeing them play. Um, There's a lot of exciting players coming in for Orlando City, pretty much the same squad coming in for Red Bull. They did add the, the, the striker and Van Zier, So I'm really excited to kind of see how that all comes together. And I think the Red Bull, again, challenge for the top of the East with the Union and maybe Orlando City. So I'm excited to see this game. I'm excited to see Martino Jada. I'm excited to see the DPs that Orlando City boasts um, and really just excited about being in the stadium. Jordan, we're here. We're finally, we've are finally finally done it. And I'm excited to roll out Apple TV Plus and watch some games.
0: The easy answer is L.A. versus L.A. and El Trafico. So I'm going to say that, but I'm going to give you a backup here. You think it would be Austin-St. Louis because the St. Louis's, but I'm actually going to go Portland-SKC. These are both two teams that underperformed. I would love to see how they come out to start the season. Portland at home, uh, all the stuff going on with their ownership. How is that going to affect stuff? How is the team looking as they face off against a team that was really bad last year? And can SKC turn it around, getting a point, or even a win on the road at Portland would be a pretty good way to start their season. So uh, I'm going to go with that one as well. But uh, where am I going to be? I'm hoping to be at the union game. We'll see how that shakes out for me on uh, Saturday. But yeah, so that is our season preview. I also want to point out as I was looking today, I was like, what team is getting the shaft here? Because we have 29 teams, which means. Uh, Obviously, it's not an even number, which means one of these teams is not gearing up to start on the 25th. And the the fans of this team are probably very happy to not have to tune in a week early. It's Chicago Fire. Uh, they are <laughs> it's the just not going to want to play this year. They're like, you guys just come back next year. <laughs> they are the ones that will have to wait an extra week. Cool with that <laughs> able to um you know get their season started. And I think they start. Oh, I just had it um who they start with next week um let me check real quick while we are talking um, if you don't have it already
1: get apple tv plus highly recommended just kind of say that uh just a as a preface but yeah definitely do it 79 for people that with apple tv plus already 100 bucks for people that don't it is a fantastic way to watch games highly recommend.
0: Chicago starts with NYCFC on the 4th of March. Good. I
1: hear they're going to be playing in the parking lot because they don't have a stadium or something.
0: It's in Chicago, so no, they will No, that's what worked. I meant.
1: Soldier Field. It's not a stadium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't sure know what that is. A concrete table. Um,
0: well, that's that's it. That's that's what is going on this week. So we will be back on Monday. And we will be looking at all the action that happened on the weekend. We'll have our thoughts also on how the Apple TV presentation went. We'll get stadium thoughts from Logan since he's with Orlando versus the Red Bulls. And then we will um, preview the next games. I'm also making graphics every week for what free games are going to be on. So you'll see that posted on the Twitter. You'll see that posted on the Instagram, but we'll also share that on the show when we're looking at the match of the week preview. I'll tell you every free game in case if you're somebody that is not looking to spend on the uh, Apple TV or the uh, MLS season pass type thing. I'll tell you what games you can watch for free if you just download the Apple TV app. All games this weekend. Just download Apple TV. You don't have to buy the season pass yet download it on your roku your smart tv your fire stick your phone and then have an apple id and then you have access to every game that that is this weekend even if they're on fox or fs1 no blackouts we're done with that crap so you're able to watch whatever game your heart desires if you're a t-mobile subscriber reach out They posted something about how you can now get the season pass for free if you have T-Mobile. So make sure your data plan applies for that. Um, I do not have T-Mobile, so that's not an issue for me. But they did that for the baseball stuff too, uh, T-Mobile. So uh, pretty good deal. This is going to help get more people access to it. I think more people are going to start watching and... I can't wait to see how this shakes out. I'm gonna to hope to watch some of the whip around show uh, hopefully that's archived as well for us to watch back because if I am at the stadium that is interesting. I would love to be able to just come home and turn it on or 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 Saturday or Sunday during the day flip that on and be like okay how was this how was this show you know was it good was it what are things that can be worked on? Because whip around shows, I haven't been too impressed with previous MLS ones on ESPN and such because I feel like sometimes they just end up hanging on one game more, you know. So I, I'm curious to see if they'll do that or if they will really kind of hang more in the studio and then be like, "Hey, we just got like a Chris Hansen style." Hey, not Chris Hansen. Uh, you know, Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hansen. You don't want. You don't <laughs> want him. You don't want Chris Hansen. <laughs> What are you doing here, little child? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, who did you think you were meeting today at this MLS studio? <laughs> but yes, so hopefully we have some more of that type stuff. Soccer's a little different than football, where you can't just be like, this team's in the red zone. But there's a lot of action in these games, so I'm sure they'll show us a lot more stuff than what the previous stuff did. This is a Apple is dedicated to this, right? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, if you want to reach out to us at Stateside Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email at statesideshow at gmail.com. Give us any sort of feedback that you have, rather, about the show or about your experiences with the Apple TV products. Or if you go to a game, let us know your thoughts on how the stadium was. Uh, St. Louis fans, let us know how your first game goes. I know it's an away game, but, I mean, like, you know, how pumped are you for that first game? It's got to be exciting. But yeah, thanks for listening or watching. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back after the first official weekend of MLS Action.